0: Since there are priests who offer gifts according to the law, they serve a copy and the shadow of the heavenly things. For when Moses was about to erect the tent, he was instructed by God, saying, See that you make everything according to the pattern that was shown you on the mountain. But as it is, Christ has obtained a ministry that is as much more excellent than the old as the covenant he mediates is better for they did not continue in my covenant, and so I showed no concern for them, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds, and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach each one his neighbor, and each one his brother, saying, Know the Lord! For they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest. For I will be merciful toward their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. In speaking of a new covenant, he makes the first one obsolete. And what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. End of reading. So there's a helpful comment here at the beginning of this chapter, because this is a pretty complex book. And so it's pretty nice that the author says, he literally says, this is the point in what we're saying. (laughs) So if you're kind of asking yourself, what's the point of this book, or what's the point of what we've been learning here, at, at least in this part of the book? Well, the author helps us out. The point in what we're saying is this, we have such a high priest, we have this high priest, well, what's the nature of this high priest? He's seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven, compared to the Levites who were not on any throne. They were simply servants. They were serving in the house as a servant. Just like I would says earlier that Moses was part of the builder of building the house as a servant, but Jesus as a son. So here, Jesus in his service, he's not serving as a as a slave or as a subject. He is serving as the king, and the heir to this throne. One who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven. A minister in the holy places in the true tent that the Lord set up, not man. So that's another difference. These Levite priests serve in a tent made by man that's representative of the real holy place, of the real tent, the real dwelling place of God. So Jesus is the high priest in the real throne room in the real holy place whereas those priests serve a copy that's what it says in verse five they serve a copy and a shadow of the heavenly things for when Moses was about to erect a tent he ins- he was instructed by God saying so God said to Moses see that you make everything according to the pattern that was shown you on the mountain this is a pretty crazy verse because what's implied there is God saying make that tabernacle on earth like The tabernacle I showed you in heaven. That's pretty crazy. (laughs) So it was a copy. It's a model of that heavenly throne room, that heavenly dwelling place of God, which that's where Jesus serves. He doesn't serve in one made by man. He serves in the true tent that the Lord himself set up. And the other thing that's alluded to here, there's a little bit of a preview, um, is The nature of the sacrifice of this high priest, which we went over last time, and it's going to come again in Hebrews 10. But it says here in verse 3, every high priest is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices. Thus, it is necessary for this priest also to have something to offer. So it raises the question, well, what is the nature of the sacrifice that Jesus offered? And we know the answer that is himself, his own body. Um, But again, that's more of like a foreshadow right now that we heard also in the previous text but all, but it's going to come in uh it's going to come explicitly in chapter 10 so let's continue verse 6 as it is Christ has obtained a ministry that is as much more excellent than the old as the covenant he mediates is better since it's enacted on better promises so because this high priest is better this covenant is better and This covenant is also better because it's enacted on better promises. So, what are the promises of this covenant? Well, look at verse 8 here, which this is a quote right right now from uh, Jeremiah 31. It's a very lengthy quote. And it says, Behold, the days are coming where I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not like the covenant that I made with their fathers. Well, What was the issue with the covenant that he made with their fathers? He says in verse 9, they did not continue in my covenant. So that was an issue with that old covenant. They did not continue. The members of that covenant did not continue in that covenant. I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, and they still went astray, even when I was holding them by the hand. So this new covenant, ministered by Jesus, this covenant says, verse 10, I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people and they shall not teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother saying, know the Lord for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest. And verse 12, for I will be merciful toward their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. So the first covenant had an issue that the members of that covenant, not including God of course, did not continue. They went astray. The law was outside of them and they weren't changed on the inside. But in this new covenant, it says God himself will put his laws not on these tablets of stone, but in their minds, and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. They won't go astray. They will continue in this covenant. So, this new covenant has a better priest and has better promises. That's the point of what we just read. And I would argue the point of this book, this new covenant is better because it has a great high priest and it has better promises, has a better priest and better promises. So I really like that this chapter comes kind of in the middle of this book because it's a good little halftime moment, a good little intermission to think on. This is the, the central focus of what we're learning. We have a great high priest, the great high priest in the true tent of God, the true temple of God we have a great king the one true king, God himself as the king and we have better promises perfect promises and perfect assurance that all those who are in this covenant will continue to the end and that God will be merciful toward their iniquities and will remember their sins no more so grow with the growth that's from God.